episode 103, post-knee surgery rehab, range of motion, and strength with the X10 Therapy Machine. I'm your host, Dr. Justin Trosclair, and today we hear PJ Ewing's perspective. Join 2017 and 2018 Podcast Awards nominated hosts as we get a behind-the-curtain look at all types of doctors and guest specialties. Let's hear a doctor's perspective. Hey, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in. It is almost Christmas time. I hope you're excited. And I'm definitely excited because that means at the end of the month, me and the family are going to head back home to America for like a month and get some paperwork finished, hang out with my family. My dad's retiring. So that's awesome. Way to go, dad. And I think they're going to come back with me to China for like a month, maybe two. Really happy to be able to share my life with them in a different way for a time. It's going to be it's going to be good, real good. If you haven't left a review, please do it. I know I ask every now and then. So if you could, please do that. Let me know on LinkedIn. Send me a message on LinkedIn about if you uh, review it or if you post it on Facebook or anywhere, Instagram, if you like a a show and you're like, oh man, yeah, I'll uh, put the show notes picture on my Instagram account or on Facebook and uh, put the episode number, tag somebody, all that. Let me know. Because I've got three different Bluetooth speakers that I'm trying to give away via a contest. It's by JLab Audio, one of my favorite speaker companies. I own multiple different products from them, like four, and uh, took advantage of some good deals that they had. And I want to give them to you. So write me a review and let me know about it and we'll get you entered in. In conjunction with this special episode about knee pain, I decided to release my own knee pain protocol for no needle acupuncture. It's a doctorsperspective.net slash knee, and you can download it along with the other ones. Okay, today's show is about the X10 therapy machine. Now, I didn't know much about this thing when I, uh, when I first saw it for this interview with uh, PJ, and I was kind of excited, and I said, you know, instead of just going back and forth to him on social media or whatever, let me just interview him, because it has amazing results, fast results to get pain-free, range of motion, fully restored after different types of uh, knee replacements, uh, patellar fractures, things like that. And uh, so this episode is going to be explaining the technology. They're going into a rapid growth over this next year, so kind of cool to hear about that. Uh, what the machine does, how you can make money off of it as well. Lots of good stuff. Lots of good stuff. You may have heard PJ on the episode 100. He likes the show a lot. I like him a lot. And even at the end, we both have something in common. Maybe I'm not going to spoil it. Go on, listen to the end of the episode. You'll know it when you hear it. All the show notes can be found at a doctorsperspective.net slash 103. Let's go. Hashtag behind the curtain. Live from China and lower Manhattan, New York, today on the show, we've got a guy who grew up in Michigan. He went to the University of Michigan for his bachelor's. He's got a master's from business at Notre Dame, who's doing really good in the football this year, if y'all care. And uh, <laughs> But he works in marketing and advertising for more than 20 years. And he worked at this place called Leo Burnett Advertising, which dealt with like McDonald's, Kraft, and Pepsi's. And then he moved on to media sales. Those are some big names. Now, in 2012... He joined the executive team at Haley Orthopedics as the chief marketing officer, and they have this product, all right? It's, it's called the X10, and that's what we're, we're going to talk about today. But he also became certified in how to do the recovery coaching part of it. He's already coached hundreds of patients how to have a successful recovery after knee replacement, plus other types of surgeries. I'm really excited. Mr. PJ Ewing, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, wow. I Thank you for the introduction, and I am your biggest fan. Justin, I am truly uh, very excited to be here, having listened to many of the episodes and just, again, admire what you're doing. So very glad to be here. Oh, perfect. You know, we were having a little pre-talk. Of, I'm pretty sure I have a red face sometimes, so I'm pretty sure I got embarrassed because he was gushing on it. And I, I love was. it. I love every second of it. From the heart, man. <laughs> truly, truly. No, I really do appreciate that. Um, so there's a few things that we could talk about today. We haven't had anybody specializing with knees, especially with like post-surgery type of stuff. So give us a, a little bit of the background. What is an X10? From what I know, it's this big machine. It goes into people's houses and it looks like it puts motion into the knee for however long. And of course, motion into the knee, the, the, that range of motion is what's really important. So they have, don't have pain in the future. So give us a little bit about the background about yourself and, and the company. And then we'll just kind of dive in based on what you say and we'll ask more questions. Absolutely. Um, it's funny. It looks big to you, doesn't it, on, that, on our website? And it actually isn't. Uh, so I'll, I'll describe it a little bit. The X10 
really was created by my father, Paul Ewing, and an orthopedic surgeon, kind of a notable orthopedic surgeon, Dr. David Howe, who worked with the man who invented joint placement, believe it or not, Sir John Charnley. Oh. Yeah, right. I mean, right to the beginning, back in the, Dr. Charnley was creating tools and doing the first hips and Dr. Halley left his practice or his you know, school, actually, graduated from Ohio State, went to um, England, Wrightington, England, worked with Dr. Chumley for six months, came back with all his eyes full and this huge opportunity to start replacing joints and did thousands of hips and knees over his you know, life in Columbus. He met my father because of an Ohio State-Michigan rivalry thing, believe it or not, <laughs> uh, down in Naples, Florida, you know, became friends. And these lifelong friends then retired and said, let's do something together. And they looked to knee rehabilitation, as Dr. had a lot of expertise and complaints, to be honest, about the state of rehabilitation and the fact that the variability results, it's sort of the Wild West of everyone has a sort of a different approach and different attitude towards recovery. And they ended up working, this is about 13 years ago, uh, starting to develop, you know, first in the garage and then in a space and then with engineers from the University of Michigan and then with more concerted efforts, kind of pouring money into the development of this product, a bit of money in the end. And they emerged, you know, seven years ago with a very large, weird looking thing, kind of reminded me of the Loch Ness Monster, it had a big body and a little head and a little face. And it was a machine that, you know, was intended to help, you know, people recover from knee surgeries. And over the, over the time, it's become smaller and smaller and smaller to the point where it can go in the home. It takes about the size of a, an easy chair. And what it does is it helps people recover their range of motion, rebuild their strength, and even prepare for surgery, um, depending on the time frame that you use this device. It's uh, connected to next to an oral database. It's uh, you know interactive. It's a touch screen. It's very user-friendly. It's taking the Wild West of very, you know, the variability of recovery and standardizing it, but not trying to treat everyone the same. It actually feels the knee, adjusts to the body, m helps you make decisions on, you know, range of motion gains and, and the ability to pull, pull swelling out of the knee and to rebuild strength or maintain strength or avoid atrophy. It puts the control in the patient's hands, but gives them advice throughout the whole time frame. So you're not sitting there alone in your house with an X10 machine, good Lord, what do I do with this thing? It's actually providing you with insight and advice as you go because it's feeling your leg. It's feeling the resistance, the tightness, the, we call it pressure, the pressure that you're exerting on the machine and providing recommendations based upon how you're doing it at every second of time on the X10. And that's being reported digitally, wirelessly to our coaches who then can consult one-on-one -on -one every day with the patient saying, hey, I know what you've been doing. I see your data. Tell me how it felt. Let's talk about what was going on in your second session. Let's see how the results were in your third session. Let's see what your gains are. Let's talk about the swelling. Let's care for you with telemedicine. And suddenly you've got a sort of a pain-free comfortable at home path with a, a, a coach on board, you know, path to recovery or, uh, you know, to, to fix whatever's going wrong with your knee. Okay. So this machine's got lots of uh, pressure sensors. Right. And so when you're pushing, it's, it's, it's giving feedback and it can tell it has some kind of program in there to match. If you're pushing at 50 pounds a square inch, it'll match that 50 pounds a square inch, or maybe it's a little bit less so that you can actually move through it. And then if in the last 10 to 15 degrees of motion, they notice, wow, you really went from 50 to only 10. Ah, okay, we got a problem here. Or at any point in the, in the arch, they can figure out, okay, you're not pushing very hard in this area. Was it painful? Is it catching? You know, what's going on? And then the coach can program the machine to uh, work in that range. It, it, Better? It, it, not, not a bad description. Um, it's feeling you, and it's been taught your knee. So when we set the patient and throughout the recovery, we continue to teach the machine what's comfortable and what's kind of getting tight, right? And when it's kind okay. of getting tight, that means that you're approaching maybe a place your body isn't ready to go to. 
And so the machine says, oh, we're good, moving up. Let's say we're going back towards flexion of the knee, right? We're moving from 70 degrees down to 80, down to 90, which is straight down. You're sitting in a chair, 90 degrees is straight down. We're on the way to 90 degrees. It's a uh, post-surgery. You've had your knee replaced um, or you had a patella you know, fracture repair or whatever the condition. And the knee starts to feel you tightening up. And it's at 81, mm. 82. Oh, boy, wait a minute. I've been taught that if I feel more than a certain amount of resistance from that knee, that person could be in pain. Uh-oh, I better stop. And the machine pauses, and maybe it's a 10-second pause. But it's found that for you based upon how you reacted, how you were reacting to those degrees. And it turns out that 82 degrees is it right now. And so we're going to visit 82 degrees. We're going to give you 10 seconds. We're going to go back up to extension and maybe give you some time there to work on straightening your leg. And we're going to keep visiting those, those terminal extension and flexion points and giving you, for right now, a default of 10 seconds. Maybe we change that or as you go. And until, gee, gosh, over the last five minutes, I've been at those 82 and, you know, I feel better and better. Darn it. I'm ready for 83. And the machine said for a little while, yeah, blue light, blue, blue arrow, ready to go. Whenever you're ready, patient, let's go to 83. And when you do, very precisely, exactly, you've inched your way to 83. Okay, a little tight, but fine, comfortable. Now the conversation's about 84. And if you do that for 35 minutes, three times a day, uh, with the advice of a coach, you find those points, you gain a two degrees, three degrees a day, doesn't take long without pain to find 115 degrees, 130 degrees, to get your range of motion, check that box, solved. So now you can, you know, consider going to outpatient care or not, go to the gym, whatever you're going to do as your post-acute phase recovery, and you're going to end up saying, well, I'm, I've got my range of motion. I'm fabulous. I'm straight. I'm at 130 degrees. All good. Let's maintain it. But let me give me give me gait training, clinician, uh, outpatient therapist. Give me some balance, some, some stability. Let's focus on strengthening in my outpatient, you know, coverage, you know, care covered by insurance. I'd I'd uh, I've got my range of motion solved that within 14, 17 days, and that's lightning speed. Most patients don't yeah. get this kind of range of motion until months later. Because usually you'd have to go say physical therapist's office. They're doing it in-house. Maybe they have some other type of machine that they can send you home with to do it. Because like you said, three times a day for 35 minutes, that's not a joke. Like that's, that's a lot of, that's a lot of rehab. But yeah. But I, I think my buddy tore his ACL once and he, they said, you need to be in this little machine that would move his leg for like 10 hours a day. Yeah. That's the or eight CPM hours machine. a day. Yeah. That is the CPM, Continuous Passive Motion Machine. It's about 45 years old. And it is out of favor. But, but the thing is, so look, look at this little company, X10. You've got a device, the CPM, that actually, and I could send you 50 papers, Justin, uh, that say, yeah, you know, the CPM doesn't really do anything. It's, it's maybe useful in the hospital to avoid thrombosis. But to be honest, we can't find any evidence that it helps range of motion. Um. And this is, this is I mean, I've got study after study after study. And, but yet, it, there it is. It's still out there. They're still making new CPM machines. I can't tell you how many CPM machines we found on the floor or in the garage when we were living X10 machines. And, and, and the patients are with disgust saying, that thing, what a piece of junk. Uh, but it's still out there. And, and so you've got a little company, X10, and you've got this product that's sort of everywhere on the Internet. It's still being used by some, or, some older school surgeons. Uh, and it's, it's just kind of moves your leg. It doesn't do these wonderful things that I've been describing. And, and the opportunity is enormous for X10 uh, because our, you know, we compare this all the time and there really isn't a comparison. This is light years ahead of that. It's so small. So it's not very well known. It's only being prescribed really in Michigan where we have insurance coverage. So everyone else is sort of finding it for the first time. Obviously there's an enormous opportunity for this uh, vetted, proven technology take on the world. And, and so our company is, as we sort of mentioned in our little pre-interview, is at this inflection point of small company, not a lot of machines, doing great work, um, ready to kind of explode. And that's, uh, that's going to be really the story for next year as we 
add many, many more pieces of equipment to our inventory. And I want to hit on that, but let's. I want to um, first go with. I need. To, I think I need to take a, a step back here. Sure. There's gonna be a lot of doctors listening to this uh, who are like, I'm not really up to date with a lot of the knee protocols. What are we supposed to be looking for? So um, maybe generally you might go to a physical therapy. They might work on your legs some some way that might be kind of painful. Trying to get that range of motion back, not very comfortable. Maybe it takes six to eight weeks or twelve weeks, and you're said maybe two weeks to three weeks with your uh, X10 machine. So do you happen to know any of the basic protocols that are typically used, um, success rate percentages, any of those type of little statistics that we can compare and see like, oh, wow, this X10 is really going to blow your mind? Sure, sure. I mean, a couple of things come to mind. Um, the first thing that everyone's really trying to get is range of motion quickly, you know, faster rather than slower because the body over time, with all that swelling in the knee, right, will create scar tissue. And so it's a little bit of a race against time. And if you can get with or without the X10, mind you, this is not PJ's philosophy. This is just general, right. generally known that you want to get your range of motion to, let's call it at least 110 to 115 degrees um, sooner rather than later to avoid the complication, the bigger complication that many people experience, which is called going back in going under anesthesia, having the surgeon uh, manipulate the knee and break the scar tissue, rip through the scar tissue that's been formed, and then start your recovery over. It's called an MUA, manipulation under anesthesia. Now, that rate, although the numbers are kind of, you get a different number from different places, probably is in the 6 to 7, maybe 8% of all surgeries. People didn't do really well and end up needing this manipulation. Okay. Well, that's expensive. It's expensive in time for the patient. It costs, you know, it's an anesthesiologist. You need to book the doctor. And then you have to do your recovery all over again. All those home PT or outpatient PT times, there may be the need for a second manipulation or a third. It's a place you just don't want to go. With the extent, and realistically, long term, if you don't get that range of motion back, you're not going gonna to be walking around the street with a, with a, with a limp. Well, yeah, long term, you may never get it back. And B, because you're, you're, you've been compromised, you know, for so long, you've lost all your strength. Your muscles have, have, have atrophied. And now you're in a, this has been a disaster. This knee replacement that you had all these hopes for, this new knee, new you, new life, let's go. You know, that's been completely sidelined by a dumb thing like banging your knee. It's just infuriating and upsetting. These are the phone calls that we're getting, you know, 15 to 20 calls a day from people all over the United States saying, please, can you help me? I'm six weeks post-surgery. They're talking about an MU. Can you, can you fix it? With us, and I don't want to overstate it, but it's half of 1%, and I'm being generous, that have this complication who use us right out of surgery. I mean, it's, it's almost non-existent, this manipulation under anesthesia when you use the X10 right out of surgery. Um, we're actually finding ourselves not just that great solution for two to three weeks of surgery or that great solution for preparing for surgery. We could talk about that, but we're finding that we're the fixers. The calls that we get are, I found you on YouTube. I watched a video. I saw you on Facebook. I went to your site. I'm six weeks. I'm eight weeks. I'm 10 weeks. I'm five months post-surgery. Can you still help me? My, uh, it, this has all been a big disaster. And, and now we're getting other conditions because it's all been knee replacement for us for a number of years, four or five years. Now it's patella fractures. We're getting ACLs. We're getting a lot of arthroscopies. We're getting younger patients. Our world of just knee replacement has dramatically changed this past year, really because of word of mouth from telling one to the other. I've, I just had a patient from Australia that flew to Maryland to use the X10 for three weeks, and she gained at 50 degrees of range of motion um, in, oh. in a very short period of time. Uh, you know, it was, and, and she went back to Australia. So, so, you know, it's, and that's not perfect. That's no good for her to have to come all this way, but there we right. were, and we've had, you know, you, you've had past guests on your show talk about travel tourism and um, telemedicine, and we're fine. We're, it's not by strategy, Justin, but we're backing our way. We're finding ourselves in the businesses just by the virtue of this, this, this. 
someone who's who does have like a knee replacement or like at least a past patella fracture, they still are going to have to do some kind of physical therapy for the muscles, for the spasms, for different reasons. It's not just X10, boom, don't even have to see anybody else nope. during your post right. knee recovery. You are absolutely okay. right. This is not trying to replace a physical therapist at all. We hire physical therapists, physical therapists recommend this, they use it. We have home care companies that actually, you know, bring the X10 to the home and provide a, a physical therapist. The therapist is absolutely instrumental to this, this whole thing because let's pretend you're in a, you know, uh, you need the X10, you've got it in your home, you've got your coach, you've got our team, but you need to go work on a whole bunch of other things. If we can take range of motion off the table for the therapist, the therapist in the outpatient setting is freed up. They don't need to spend yeah. time sitting there bending a knee and they go, how does that feel? Are you okay? It hurts. <laughs> well, right. And that's no fun. And if they have a short period of time to work with a patient, which, you know, there's schedules and, you know, there's a way to run a business in an outpatient clinic and it doesn't involve two hours of sitting in one agent. It's, you got to, you got to insurance requirements. Sure. So, you know, they're there, but if you've got them working on the finer points, let's go heel to toe. Let's get that strength. Let's work on those quads. Let's do let's do some balance work and some uh, gait training, as I've mentioned, and stability work. That's where the brains and the talents of so many awesome physical therapists can great use versus sitting there trying to bend the knee. So if we're bringing we're sending patients from X10 at home for a couple of weeks to a clinic, and their range of motion is great. Now they get to do the, the they could take a couple weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whatever they need, but they can walk, walk out of there. I mean, done. Back to life. Yeah. Strong, you know, thinking about tennis, playing golf, you know, driving around off the opioids. Like we're, we're, we're in a really happy land and a great recovery has just happened. And we were part of that. Yeah. In some cases, okay. X10 can be a full solution, but that's not the goal here. The goal is a wonderful tool uh, guidance that we provide, but then handing to physical therapists, you know, uh, patients that are, again, I keep using the phrase, but light years ahead of where they might have all been otherwise. Yeah. All right, guys, so we're not stepping on toes. We're not turf worn here. And that's what I want to think I want to talk about. Like I said, you're kind of a startup. You're gaining. This year is going to be expansion mode. And we talk about, I was like, can you, a doctor buy this? Do you need to be a chiropractor or a PT, uh, an ortho? Like, who would buy these tables? And you're like, actually, you don't buy them, you lease them. So, how is your model? Because if you're based kind of in New York, but like in Michigan, I guess that's where they're built. Right. But Michigan has insurance coverage, but everywhere else kind of doesn't have it. So are you guys shipping them across the nation? Or are you, if you only live in a certain area, you can get this? Or like, what's going on with that? Right. Well, okay. Remember, small company emerging, right? So it actually, the company is based in Michigan. I happen to be in New York and I do a variety of things. Uh, from the sea. Okay. I'm in Michigan. I'm in Florida. We, uh, we are, you know, we have nodes in the country, right? We've opened up Texas recently. We have Florida well-developed. We have the Northeast well-developed in terms of at least coverage, let's call it. And then we have the bulk of our machines in Michigan where our home base is. And that's where, you know, we've got home care companies and we're covered by Blue Cross. And we've got, you know, the business is well-established. It's, it's on the lips of the doctors, the surgeons there. Mm. It's not, uh, no, never heard of it. Sounds great. What is this X10? It's actually, you know, we're knocking on their doors and we're building partnerships and relationships. And uh, we have them in a few clinics in Michigan. So it's, it's our home base. We're not selling them. We, we, we can enter into lease agreements um, with clinics, with surgeons. We're generally, I mean, almost not exclusively, but I would say 90, 95% of our business is in the home usually in the home for a short period of time so that, you know, it's a, a rental or a lease from, you know, 14 days for many patients to get them over the hump. It's almost like an intervention, I would say. But for surgeons that want to bring on a tool that could live in their in-house clinic, wonderful applications there that they can use for certain patients that are having a, um, a tougher recovery, we can step in, they could step in. And with a, 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 a much larger manufacturing initiative coming next year, we're likely to have machines that we would be much more willing and able to provide to clinicians, you know, farther from our four locations really right now. So, you know, as we grow, uh, our interest is to not have people fly from California or Australia or wherever to get on the darn thing, but actually to provide it more locally. 
it's very frustrating, to be honest, for me to feel calls from far away where I know that it's, it's unlikely that they're going to be able to go on the X-10. So, um, you know, that's the mission. If you want to talk about right. passions, you know, at, at the more patients that I speak with or with whom our team speaks with on the phone about, you know, please help me, please help me. I need your, I need the X-10. The, the, the more that pushes us to, to hustle up here and a lot more equipment out there. Let's talk for real for a second. Some doctors, they're like, look, the patient needs this. I'm not going to make any money on it, but they need it. So contact X10, take care of it. Is there a way that doctors are able to have their hand in the cookie jar a little bit as well when they re- do referrals for these uh, products? You know, can it be a, patient, uh, a profit generator? I know that it could. I know that we haven't gone there yet. So that opportunity okay. is, is, you know, that can be sorted out where there's a lease of this marvelous equipment and the surgeon, you know, has it now available and that can be, can be offered as a, an add-on. And I know many, many, if you think about a, a clinic, um, there are add-ons going on all the time, special massages and other things that are private, private pay. Yeah. So you come into the, the facility and say, gee, what's that? Gee, I have a knee problem. Well, you can, you can, we have a package of Two weeks of X10 time, you can come in on an unlimited basis or come in one day or whatever, buy it by, you know, by the hour, and you get on the machine, we provide guidance, and now you've got a profit generator for a clinic. And the surgeon, many surgeons have you know, affiliations with uh, rehab facilities or they have their own, and there could be, you know, again, this as an add-on, since it's not covered by Medicare yet, and we're you know, certainly on that path, you've got a, a product that can be treated like equipment. And can be used for a price, and there's a model right there. Um, we're not trying to sell them. We're, okay. we're really not. We, but, but there are opportunities right. for surgeons to say, "Would you shoot? If this is the the space age, you know, the the latest, most advanced uh, piece of rehab equipment, I am the latest, most advanced type of surgeon. I don't know why I wouldn't met, you know match up with X10 and find a find a way to to do business with this company. And I will I will say, Justin, you know. Each surgeon right now is a, almost a conquest. You know, the, the patient walks in, I usually understand, this has been amazing. Doc, you need to learn about this thing. And then the, the conversations with the surgeon start, really. And, and our patients are, it's, I, I think of it as like a, a Trojan horse, right? It's tough for a, 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 a rat to get into a doctor and make a call. It takes months of work. Every day they see their patients. And when the patients are walking in, walking in just fine, fire in their eyes saying, Doc, this X-10, you got to look at this thing. Where'd you go? <laughs> right. Well, what a sales force. Yeah. Our, our patients are our biggest advocates. We've got Facebook groups and, you know, they're making testimonials and now we've got our little podcast and our patients are so passionate about this thing that they're out there knocking on the door. I'm, I'm taking this to my doctor. I'm printing out all your materials. You know, how does he not know about that? I mean, it is a, it, it's an army. Yeah. It's a small army, but it's an army, and it's a very, very potent group of people who, who get inspired. And, and in fact, we have patients calling patients, working with patients online, just, just providing their own, like, experiences every day. That's when you know you're on I mean, a It's a little bit of a family. I, I think so. I think so. Well, this is okay because we all got to know when our wheelhouse is, is, is finished and we have to pass them on. You know, so it's not uncommon to be like, hey, I need to refer to you to somebody else or to a company or whatever because you're going to get the best results. And that sounds like what this, this company is doing right now. They're Like I said, you're, you're branching out a little bit. So you just have to hope that you have a X10 center or a, an ability to get the patient that piece of equipment in your area. And they just need to contact you and you can, guys can figure out the details of yeah. where you're at and what is actually a possibility. It's, it's business, right? It's business part of it. How do you, how do you, you know, I, I, we're not out advertising and, and we're, we're doing every kind of tool that we can to, to communicate with prospective patients, but we're not out there knocking on doors in Tulsa and, and in Texas, even though we now have some equipment there because their machines are generally full. Um, but there's a moment where you're you're actually need to reach out and you need to build scale of equipment and delivery and care, and you need to do that smartly so you're not disappointing people. I, I, I it's really painful as I've mentioned before when people are knocking on our door saying, "Please, can I have the machine?" And we all come to the conclusion that it's just not doable. It's a expensive because of of insurance lack of insurance or too expensive for them, or it's just not doable. It's too far away, or I'm I'm asking them to. We've had so many Canadians flying to Michigan to get an EX-10. That's rotten. 
Yeah. That's rotten. I, in Canada, that's no, that's, I mean, I, I love that we're helping them, but that's not what we're all here to do to help people, you know? So I've got a, a help people side of this. We've got the business side, which is controlling the growth, but yet growing as quickly as we, we, we can manage. Managing growth is really the story for us, you know, going forward because we figured out the technology mm-hmm. and we've got the care model and we've got great coaches and we can scale up, but it's going to be the, you know, it, it, it's going to be scaling up, I guess, is going to be the, the, the key on this thing. That's really the challenge. You know, part of having your own podcast is you can kind of delve into whatever you're interested into, interested in as well. And part of me is like, you have this huge blog, you've, you've been blogging for a while, and then you have the podcast, which is sort of, I don't want to say regurgitating, but here's a really good popular blog article. Let's talk about it on the podcast and just giving you more avenues to reach more people. So you guys are doing it right there. But I like also the manufacturing. So you're getting these things built. Now, all of a sudden, I don't know, let's pretend you need a thousand or more machines to, to, to meet the demand that you guys have. How does that look? Are, are y'all, is it built in America? Are y'all having to like learn how to outsource from different countries and all this kind of stuff? Like if you want to talk about that, I'd love to hear about it. Sure, sure. Well, let's go back to my dad, right? My dad, Paul Ewing, who um, invented this, and he borrowed technologies that he invented for a completely unrelated industry. His story is fascinating, and how this thing actually came to be is, is its own episode, right? But, but you know, he was able to to think of tech, you know, apply patents and other uh, ideas and other from other industries to this knee rehab world. Um, and it, it's been for him and the manufacturing side about great partners in Michigan. It's made in the United States. It's made in Michigan. There are a couple parts that have to come from far afield and the software is developed, you know, in certain sort of relationships we've had to build. But it's having a great partner who can work on ideas with you and sit around a, a round table and develop the, the next edition, the next advancements on the technology, Many, much of which has come from patients' experiences learning from patients and then adding that application or that tool or that, that uh, ability to the machine. Um, but when you, you finally get your product, then the question is, can you make them at scale? And that's really the, the step that we're going through right now. We haven't needed to make more than 25 at a time. Well, those, and you do that in six weeks, eight weeks, and you're fine. You know, that's a limited you didn't amount have the kind year. of demand. That's tiny. That's tiny, right? So, you, you have to go and everyone's ready. The right partner that we've already established are ready to go and Okay, we're locking down a model. It's the X10 5.0, which we will have in, uh, we're building now, and those will be ready in, in 2019, early 2019. But now you need to knock out 100 at a time, and now we're ready to scale this company up in a, in a much larger fashion. And, and they're ready to step up. And they're, you know, they, they literally, it's the same group of people that say, well, we've been fabricating these wonderful machines, we're making small batches. We're ready to make a hundred, and so that's a big step. And that cost, cost costs a lot more because now you're talking about larger spaces, the line kind of work, and that's what I was going to say. That's a control. massive. You know, at one point you could like self fund yeah. and get like a bank loan, and then you get customers and everything kind of. But now we're like, no, no, no. We have to borrow <laughs> a ton of money. We have to get now. We need to make the business part of this thing really work because we are investing a lot of capital into this. Um, I guess, yeah, I mean, I can see yeah. the, the stress level going up a little bit. You're like, all right, guys, keep the marketing going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you are so right about that. I've treated, you know, from the, the marketing, which is a lot of my responsibility also, I, I've treated this like a big brand from day one. The logos and you know, the right kind of tools and marketing and output and YouTube. And, oh, you know, it's been really, you know, fun. But you're right. The stress level goes up big time because the dollars are, are very different. It's been, in a lot of ways, pretty easy. You're managing this small number, you know, 120, 130 machines, you know. Okay, that's, you know, that's pretty easy to do. Now when we're talking about thousands and a much larger team and, you know, it's, it, the game is different. The stakes are higher. Uh, we've spent a lot of money, mind you, getting where we are right now. But, um, yeah, this this becomes... This becomes a, a business leadership uh, question yeah. uh, going forward, I think, and how well we, we do that. 
I mean, you're going to have to have someone, their full-time job is logistically where all these machines at and then scheduling them. And I mean, that's going to be who knows how many people it's going to take to get that to well, work. Well, that's um, right. so we're building those tools. We have those tools now. And we have a wireless connection uh, with those machines. And remember, they're, they're tethered to our database. So we know where they, are, where they are, when they're running, when they're not. You know, but you know, you're, you're, I'm, I'm not discounting your point. It, 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 it's, I, I think so we've the pieces in place now and it's going to be you know, a, a catalyst for growth. And to be honest, the catalysts for growth are really going to be insurance coverage. When you get adoption like we have in Michigan of Blue Cross Blue Shield in that state, that company that has backed us in terms of you know, uh, coverage, wonderful coverage for us for mm-hmm. a, number of, a couple of years now, um, when you start to add uh, Florida Blue, and then you add an Aetna or you, you move on to the, the, the mother of all coverage in the United States, Medicare. And now you've got people that can just have it covered broadly across the country. That is the achievement that will transform this company in terms of demand. Right now, it's, it's using word of mouth and social media and then, of course, surgeons in Michigan prescribing it to the Blue Cross population. But when you start adding insurance coverages to this, that is what, that's where the infusion of energy and capital and stuff starts to happen. So we're, again, we're at that, we're approaching that, that really big inflection point. Um, but I know that, you know, I know that there are other factors that are just going to propel us to basically double our size next year for for certain. I know, I know that. Already. Will Blue Cross give you like statistics of saying, this is what we were covering or paying before. This is what, you know, like comparing all the X10 versus the normal patients and saying, yes, actually, there's a cost savings, there's a time savings, blah, 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 so that you actually could have like a concrete yeah, sales yeah. pitch to the next Blue Cross and sure. the next Aetna. And, and that, that's what we're, we're, in fact, we're in the middle of a bunch of studies right now with uh, surgeons that are in ex- exclusive groups in Michigan kind of thing. So um, we, are, we are going down that oh. path right now and gathering that data. We have done research for years, and we've, we've been able to prove all kinds of wonderful things about the efficacy of the machine. We haven't even talked about, and I won't go into it, Justin, but we haven't even talked about strengthening. This machine solves the strengthening question for knee patients. Uh, it's a huge problem. It's not just about bending your knee. It's about using your knee. And if you don't have strength, if you've lost all your strength through a long recovery, you can bend all day long, but you can't walk upstairs because you don't have any quad. And so that's true because earlier you said it bends, but it's based on strength. Well, that's a so you're doing both thing. at the same yeah, time. Well, no, no, they're, they're actually different modules on the machine. I've only really, oh. there's only so much time in, in a wonderful podcast like this, and I don't want to, you know, overstay my welcome. But, but there's a whole other story about strengthening. We've got a ton of data. We're being paid by Blue Cross to do prehabilitation as well as rehabilitation. You know, we're, we're getting people back to their full strength, which is our tagline back to full strength. We're getting them back to full strength by week three post-surgery. By week four, they're stronger than they were going into surgery. With our prehab and rehab program that Blue Cross is really behind, they're incenting surgeons, encouraging them financially to use the X10 right now. So we, we are, um, the strengthening story has been as much a focus as the range of motion. We feel we've figured out range of motion. We have figured that out. But now with how do we quantify a strength story because you're not fully recovered until you're, you know, on the pickleball court, you know, playing your game, feeling strong, yeah. bending right. I mean, you know, recovery's a, you know, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm fully recovered. Yeah. Well, it's about a real recovery where you're satisfied, happy. I've got patients who say, you know, I forget that I had my knee replaced. Now that's when Ooh. you know, you've got it right. You've recovered. Oh, which one was it? Was it my left or my right? Oh, wow. That's a full recovery. Yeah. And that's not universal, but you have that opportunity. But it, it's not, again, it, it's prehab with or without the X10. It's prehab before surgery, strengthening range of motion. And then it's going to be a smart, a quick recovery of range of motion. Get right to strengthening. You can do that within weeks now and then get to the clinic and let them do their fine work, you know, in, in the finer points. And whether you get on an X10 in the clinic or you're just using those talented PTs, now, now you've got a shot at you know, just just the the opportunity for recovery today in 2018 is so much better than it was three years ago, five years ago, ten years ago. From the surgery to the infection rates going down to the you know the quality of the care to this this device. I mean, this knee replacement, which used to be a big big deal, 
we're, we're, we're taking it down into just a boom, in and out of the hospital, get on the X10, couple, you know, a couple weeks of outpatient, and you're, you're back, to, back to your thing. That's pretty wild. Neat. My goodness. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, it is neat. It's neat. <laughs> and I know, I know people might be listening like, oh, my goodness. If they got this far, I'm really happy for you. I know some people are like they're turned off when it feels like uh, a product promotional podcast or whatever. This is not paid or anything like that, anybody. This is just an instrument that I saw that was like, this is really cool. This has got a lot of potential. I had questions. And instead of just sending an email, like, let's do a podcast and learn more about this because there are plenty of people out there that deal with knees and are kind of very frustrated. And like you said, I don't want to spend all that time doing range of motion in the clinic. I want to get into the strength. I want to get into the, you know, preventing the atrophy and all that kind of stuff. So they're looking for a solution so they, they can free up their own time. So I'm really excited about this episode. I'm really happy that uh, you were able to come on and share these things. I, I feel like I, 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 have I a, became a sales guy. I didn't mean to do that. Everyone forgive me. I'm not trying to sell sales. I really, I guess it's my nature to kind of go, go at it really aggressively with my, uh, isn't the no, I think, great, but. I think if it's anything, you have anybody that has a product that you're trying to learn about, it's gonna, it might sound like a sales pitch in reality. Sure like this is yeah. just what we're experiencing. So like I said, I'm enjoying it and I'm, I'm pretty sure some people out there are definitely going to enjoy it as well. <laughs> Do you happen to have any favorite books that are blogs, podcasts that you would recommend? It could be about knees. It could be about anything that you you find interesting these days. I knew this was coming because I've listened to your wonderful work and I've enjoyed so many of your other podcasts. I do have one and I actually have to speak back to Notre Dame and one of my classes in MBA school, which is called The Soul of a New Machine. Does this ring a bell? Not for me. Well, the soul of a new machine. No, it's by Tracy Kidder. 1981. It was a Pulitzer Prize winning nonfiction thing. And it's, I've listened to it. I've read it. It, it is one of those, reread, it is one of those great moments. And it's about developing um, a new piece of software in the era of mainframes. And it's a company that's under the gun that if they don't get it right with this new big mainframe computer, they're building a new computer, right? And if they don't get it right, they're going to uh, fall behind their competitors and they're going to you know, lose their business. And it's, it's a thriller. It's true. It's a real thing that happened, but it's, it's a story of teams coming together to develop a new mainframe computer. But they all say at the end when they, you know, I won't ruin it, but when they come to the conclusion that, you know, in six months, They'll start over because you know these things are so short lived. But but it it's uh, it, it just I remember that and I've read it since then back in school. Um, one of the great about grassroots innovation and about ideas and where they come from and how you pull them together. And I guess there might be some parallels to our company and where we find our inspirations. But yeah, Tracy Kidder, the solo new machine is the one that I would bring up. I I am a voracious podcast consumer. I listen to those that you listen to, Jeff, and I'm sure the, the Tim Ferrisses and all the big shots in, in podcasting. So I, I'm, I listen to a lot of sure. audio. It's been a big thing of mine. So I'd say my, my main, one of my major conduits of information is really coming through podcasts. Uh, basically, maybe that's a lifestyle thing and when I have time to listen and stuff. So much information that you can get. I mean, it is unbelievable. And every niche that I start to like have questions about, there's multiple podcasts on yeah. it. Well, I'm like, wow, it, yeah. I didn't know. Well, you, there it is. You timed this so right with your podcast because there are those. I look at some of the big guys in surgery, and they did it eight years ago, ten years ago. And the, the audience was so tiny that they kind of just gave up. They're major. I won't name them, but they're major hospitals, major institutions that had weekly podcasts. And they went nuts. And they finally just said, I don't know. Is this really working? I don't know. And they kind of just, all right, that's it. And pulled the budget for the podcast. I think that was, you know, it was great that they got in early, but the audiences are scaling right now. MSNBC and yeah. Fox and CNN, all of them are putting recently, within months, they've added all of their TV programming, their news programming, almost instantly as podcasts with no commercials. I mean, when you've got major media throwing all this energy into podcasting and scaling that audience up, wow, welcome to a doctor's perspective. I mean, what a great time for you to sort of get into this space i think it's it's pretty smart so wow we do you have another minute or two of course my goodness okay 
So on the pre-chat, I found out a couple of things that we have in common. We have a uh, we have some mixed babies. Yeah. With some Chinese uh, <laughs> ladies in our life. And I'm just curious here. I want to raise my kid bilingual. She's we're, we're in China now, so it's going to be, I think, hopefully a little bit easier because her mom will speak, you know, mostly Chinese and her grandma and then, you know, me is English. Any hints or tricks to try to get her to be as bilingual as, quote, fast as possible? Or do we need to worry about reading? Is that a, like something we should just worry about later on and just get the verbal best? What, what's your thoughts? Sure. I do not speak Chinese, but my wife uh, speaks uh, to the children often, which is a little funny for me. I'm like, what are they talking about over there? Um, I have a five-year-old <laughs> and an eight-year-old who are both, you know, bilingual, you know, uh, Chinese, uh, West East, you know, mixed children. And so there's a lot of Chinese being spoken there, but it's not enough. You have to, in your case, being in China, you have the opportunity for just hearing a lot of Chinese, and that's going to be wonderful. And I wouldn't worry about the English. I know that your daughter is going to learn English. It's just going to happen. But in our case, okay. we're in an English environment, and the, the nanny and the early days were really easy. It can all be in Chinese, and the child hears and starts to understand and, and speak. Once they get to school, in our case, in, in English here in the States, Everything goes south. The kids don't want to speak Chinese. They want to speak English. And now you're in trouble. So when they hit three to four years old and it's all in English, you're, you know, it becomes a big challenge. We solved that with after-school programs in Chinese. This is a little later, right? This is four or five years old. Mm-hmm. And, and that is supplemented and helped. Hearing Chinese in the household all the time has been really beneficial. But you have this enormous advantage of being in China. And for whatever length of time you're there, uh, short or long term, you know, you're going to have just exposure, listening, you know, uh, the, the key is going to be just sort of time and, and, and sort of putting putting uh, her time in. And I, I, I would, I think you're going to be just fine. You have an advantage over my children because, you know, you're going to, she, she's going to hear, Ruby's going to hear just all the time. I mean, she's going to hear Chinese wherever she yeah. goes, you know. How are, how are you? Does your I mean, wife you only speak Chinese? Chinese to your kids? Oh, yeah, no, she's, she's uh, not always, but uh, I would say... 75% of the time she's speaking Mandarin okay. to the children. Yeah, that's that's her her thing. And I don't understand that as I mentioned. But you though, do you speak <laughs> anything Mandarin at all? Or? No, hardly, man. It's so bad. Like I'm so spoiled and whatever. I'm doing podcasting instead of learning Chinese and I know I'm going to regret it. Mm. But uh especially with the kids. So we actually got a um we plan to label everything. So, you know, pinion, uh, you know, so I can when I look at a fridge, I can say it's a refrigerator. It's a being something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we can all learn it together right. because, yeah, they're going to have conversations behind my back. Right. And, uh, right. Oh, yeah. They already do. <laughs> That's pluses and minuses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. I, I, I love that. Well, you still have, again, you have a chance right now, right? To learn the basic I still words. Can. It's hard. I got Rosetta. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an it just hangs out on my computer in the background. I don't think you worry about the, the writing, of course, until later. Kids are, are doing Not that. You know, they're starting to okay. learn that. And I think that, you know, I like my children to be able to go hang out with your child someday in, in China and feel really comfortable and at ease and, you know, be able to converse and, and be able to read. And it's, we have Chinatown right near me in Lower Manhattan, so we're seeing Chinese signage, and, and a lot of the people in Chinatown just speak Mandarin or Cantonese. They do not speak yeah. English, so you know it's you just take advantage of your your environment. We have we're lucky here, and you are too, of course. So pretty fun journey. Are the kids too young to have the? Um, I hear there's usually like an identity crisis, or you know, am I Chinese? Am I am I American? Am I am I both? How do I incorporate both cultures into my personality? I mean, any of that happen yet, or they're a little bit too young? Nah, I think they're a little too young for that here. I don't think they feel they feel like American kids, but they're very proud of their Chinese heritage. And and you know, I, I, it's it's. I mean, when you're immersed twenty four seven in America, in New York, yeah, you know, you're you're going to feel just a part of that culture. Um, but and I think they look at Chinese with fascination and great interest. And, you know, mm. they throw themselves at it and very proud of their scores and their abilities to learn. And, you know, I, and it's, you know, it's going to be you and your support of your daughter to encourage her to throw herself at Chinese. I do that, even though I know that I'm creating little kids that will be able to speak a language that I can't speak. 
I still really, mm-hmm. really want that advantage, like you, know, you do. I didn't grow up with two languages. You know, I learned a little Italian, and that helps with our, our Italian family. But I never really grew up; just grew up with two and two yeah. languages, and it was a huge advantage. Just, just I don't know about business, but just socially to be able to go to the other half of the world and just feel comfy in the language. Yeah, That's enormous, enormous. I mean, there's so many people, two of the biggest economies in the world and two of the, you know, the, one of the biggest countries, if not the biggest country in the world, uh, China, so many people. Anyway, man, that was fantastic. I, I, we went on a tangent off there. We so did. if anybody got bored, apologize. <laughs> but um, that's a whole other podcast right there, a whole other genre to talk about. Yeah. Raising. But um, man, really appreciate you, PJ. All the kind words, of course, bringing all the good knowledge about the X10 out. Before we go, did you miss anything that you needed to talk about? You know, it's so funny. I have, I was ready to go and talk about all the social media and marketing and all the stuff that we did, which is totally fine. But no, I, I think we did a great job. Sorry, everybody, again, for overdoing this X10 side of this. Mm-hmm. But but um, I guess I will just say, I will. let me make one little comment, and that is I think that little companies that have technology like ours or our medical practice, there has never been a time for a better time for little companies to succeed and get the word out and share and grow as, as it is right now. I mean, we are not spending marketing dollars. We're not out there, you know, advertising. And yet through the things that are just presented to us, the, the things that we all know, the YouTubes and the Facebooks and the, the, all those wonderful tools, we are growing our audience, our influence, our ability to communicate, getting better as a company every day just because the world is the way it is right now. So I, I'm so thankful the couple of days before Thanksgiving here in the U.S., um, so thankful that we we have all this development of technology communication because it otherwise I don't think be half as far along as we are right now. And I mean that. And it's not just communicating the product benefits, but learning enough and hearing the voices of the patients and being improving ourselves based upon the reactions and the input of the patients. I don't think we would, we'd be halfway as far as we are, you know, in a relatively short period of time. So I get, I just feel like I spent a lot of my time on that side of things, working with our teams and care side of things. I, I'm really focused on spreading the word uh, in whatever the the world gives us, and it's 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 plentiful out there. It's funny because you know we're talking about over oh, doctors. We want what's the proof? Where's the stats? And then on the other hand, patient testimonials are pretty strong too, as far as getting the word out and pressuring doctors. Uh, prescription drugs on commercial TV, hello. But um, there's like functional. That's a big thing right now. Functional movement. Can I go back and play golf? Can I go do the things that I was doing before, you know, because I had knee pain? And if you're getting those results, like that's a huge piece of our, our doctor repertoire nowadays is not just checking boxes, but getting the patients the results that they're looking for. And so those types of stories on social media are going to really resonate with so many more people. You know, and, this and is, I think that you're doing a good job with that. Well, and I'm, I'm learning too. What have we done the last three or four years? Well, we've produced what everyone recommends, what your wonderful, very smart, good guy, Ben Baker, said recently. 90 seconds, one minute, people have a short attention span. You know, you got to make sure, and we've done that like crazy. We make these short videos, testimonials, you know, and, and help share people's stories. And they're great, wonderful. But guess what's happened, I believe, in the last two years within the era of our political leadership and in the area of, of, of Facebook scandals and in the area of, of doubting lots of things is people don't believe anymore. And, and they're, they're, uh. they don't, they don't, they, they say, Oh yeah. Some editor got in an editing room and took an interview, picked the good parts. And that's what I'm watching. Is that really the truth? Is it fake? What are we have? Everything's fake. Everything's fake. What are our most successful videos? And we've got seven or eight of them out of the 150 that we've done. <laughs> They're right. iPhone, push record, listen to someone speak for seven minutes. They're made by the patients. They're just point and shoot, unedited, truthful pieces. Those are, and they're long. They're not the one minute and a half. They're eight or ten minutes. Long. Our best video is ten minutes long, 
and it, it it's evergreen. It just produces new uh, inquiries every single day. It, it is it is not beautifully shot. It's just it's truthful. And when I did a recent podcast episodes, which were longer in form and just a conversation with a patient, just like you're doing, I'm taking your your card, your playbook here. Those are the yeah. most successful by a dramatically long shot. I think people are willing to sit there. If they're really believing, they're really getting the truth, and it's not some packaged mm-hmm. thing, that's what's actually working. People are looking for, you know, I need help. I'm looking at, you know, various ways to help my darn knee. What, what can I do? And they're looking for the, the, the truth, not some sort of packaged thing. So, anyways, I guess I'm saying that not not being so perfectly edited and far, uh, all this glorious and logoed and you don't necessarily have to build that beautiful to communicate with people and, and really provide help and then provide help for your business you know I, I heard something earlier it was I think Moz or a lot of these like these software companies that are like yeah. millions and millions of dollars right now it all started with like a free tool mm. and the same kind of thing goes with you might have 100 videos but you only have that 10% that actually creates almost all your traffic you know, that whole 80-20 rule thing. And yep. it's just how it is. Yep. It's crazy. It's probably that podcast episodes that just keep rocking. The people love to listen to, you know, that, that, that you know, drives a lot of inquiries and interest. I mean, I, I, I'm sure. So, anyways. Uh, what's, uh, what's your website, sir? Oh, God. How can people get in touch with you? Oh, my goodness. Can't forget that. <laughs> It'll be on the show notes page anyway, okay. but, but but let's give it a right. – let's hear it. Uh, yeah, it, it, for me, it's PJ Ewing. So, it's pj.ewing at x10therapy.com, x10therapy.com. And then the website is x10therapy.com, and the product is the X10. So pretty straightforward. We're, you know, in all those places. Uh, we have private um, discussion groups, and, you know, a lot of our work is just to help people. Justin, it has nothing to do with our machine, just to provide them with insights and email series and advice. And, but, yeah, X10 Therapy is, is really where you go to, to learn about us. Absolutely. Perfect. Thank you so much. Wow, thank you. Great, great fun. Really enjoyed it. Well, that wraps up another episode. I want to remind everybody that we have some great affiliate links available. If you're into instrument-assisted soft tissue manipulation, we've got the Edge tool and we've got the Hawk Grips. Saves you about 10%. Also with the Edge, you've got the uh, like blood pressure cuff restriction system. You've got the G Suite inexpensive EMR in case you're like doing cash practice. If you want to know what hosting I use for podcasting, it's Blueberry. Pure VPN, that's one of those ones I use to help keep my payments secure as well as access the internet more safely. You've got the Primal Paleo grass-fed protein, bone broth style. Save 10% on that. No sugar, allergy-free, gluten-free, dairy-free, all those types of things. Mentor box, get taught by the author. We got set for set for those floss bands that you may have heard about on one of the episodes. I really like those. Any Amazon products that you might want, click the link in the show notes pages. And of course, I got my own electric acupuncture pin to go with the No Needle Acupuncture book. From time to time, you know, I'll have a bundle set where you can get them all together for a great price. I also have the free downloads at doctorsperspective.net slash blueprints. And what lately I've been doing is substituting a fifth one, like I've done a knee. And depending on the guest, I might do a different type. So check back there. So all those resources can be found at doctorsperspective.net slash resources. There's also t-shirts at .net slash t-shirts. Put up some new designs from time to time, like making lemons out of lemonade, shrimp po' boy, plus all the chiropractic and podcast swag that you could want. If you have any ideas for guests, please send me an email, justin at a doctorsperspective.net. I'd love to hear who you think would be good or a profession that you may not have heard yet. If you can, send me a review. That's .net slash subscribe, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Android devices. You just click that button. It'll take you exactly to the page you need to. You can write a review, hopefully a five-star review. Like I said, it does help for other people to discover what we're doing here. And we've got over 100 episodes. This is going to be like our third year. Super excited. We're going to have a little mini-series like we've been doing, which has been fun. Hope you've enjoyed them as well. That's that's the feedback I've gotten. And one thing I haven't really talked about too much is the doctorsperspective.net slash support page. If you want to host a cup of coffee, go for it. If you want to pledge a little higher fee, there's buttons for that. There's even monthly recurring. For those who feel like, wow, this is like the cheapest mentor coach program I've ever seen because you interview so many different kinds of doctors and, and I've been able to implement things that I've heard and it works. So monthly recurring payments, which also can get you my books for free, t-shirts for free. Uh, the first book, you know, that deals with health and exercise, getting on a diet, getting your financial health in order as well. Things of learning in China. You know, that book is available as well. 
And one thing that I don't have, I don't have like a, a full-blown page about coaching and things, but there's a little button there. I've had people request, hey, doctors and non-doctors asking me, can I do more than just answer a couple of questions? Or could you be my coach for a little while? And I say, yeah, we can do that. So it's something I haven't really advertised, but it's something that I can do and do, whether it's marketing, some strategies for new patients, growth, those types of topics. If you're interested, just email me, justin at a doctorsperspective.net. As always, listen, critically think, and implement. Have a great week. We just went hashtag behind the curtain. I hope you will listen and integrate what some of these guests have said. By all means, please share across your social media, write a review, and if you go to the show notes page, you can find all the references for today's guests. You've been listening to Dr. Justin Trosclair, giving you a doctor's perspective.